<coughs> Hello, beautiful people. Here I am back in Hamburg. Uh, I said goodbye to my auntie. I came back one day before my birthday. Man, that was intense. You know, like the entire bus ride back, back home, that was six or seven hours. I just sat and wrote. And the next day I came back here, I, I had one day to to release my book on my birthday, right? 12th of June. And I, I did that <laughs> somehow. I put everything together and I, you know, and it was, you start making decisions a lot faster, you know, because usually like if I, if I reach a paragraph and I'm like, okay, how do I continue off of this or do I keep it or do I delete it or how do I link it to everything else? Then I, I would just decide to like, make a tea, drink a tea, drink water, go to the bathroom. Like you, your brain, once it's faced with a, in a position, once you find yourself in a position where you have to make a decision, your brain starts trying to run away. But I didn't have the time to run away. So I just sat down and I, I did it. And I, I more or less, uh, like it's, it's a finished coherent idea and that's what I wanted. And that's why I'm, I'm, I'm happy about this. But I still want to do a lot of a lot of edits throughout the next three months. I just like not now. I'll, I'll take a break, a breather, for like a month and a half, and then uh, then get back to that. Because honestly, like I need to take a break from from the book so I can see it again with fresh eyes and see like how I can how I can make it happen. But uh, yeah, it's it's done. It's on Amazon, published on the twelfth of June, uh, and then two days later, my sister gives birth. <laughs> <laughs> to my nephew, guys, uh, dude's like two days old now, and it's pretty cute, man. It's like I have this this guy in my life now that I automatically love out of nowhere, and I'll automatically be on be on his side no matter what. And it's nice that he he's born. I didn't want him to be born on my birthday because it's it's my birthday. It's it's mine. <laughs> But it's nice that it's on the 14th, you know, we'll always have this type of um, relationship, like we have a birthday close to each other. And, uh, and yeah, um, I don't know, I've always wanted to be an uncle and now now he's here. And a part of me throughout like the past years, you know, the longer something takes for, to happen, you always feel like it might be more and more impossible for it to happen somehow. So a part of me didn't believe like I could ever be an uncle or my sisters would ever have children. And now there's a kid here out of nowhere and something I, I almost started believing was impossible is now very, very real. And for a very long time, I thought about how how it might not be real, you know, how, how it might end at any moment. You know, like birth isn't the easiest thing. My sister could have gotten hurt. The baby could have gotten hurt. Now, the baby could still get hurt. Uh, anything can happen. You know, the fact that anything can happen keeps keeps you on your toes in a weird way. I'm, I'm worried about losing him. I'm worried about losing my sister. I'm, I'm worried about losing everything that I have because you can really lose everything in a second. But at the same time, here we are and, and the future can be bright. You know, it can be, it can always go both ways, but I simply don't know that. But as things are right now, I have this cute little kid in my life uh, with a birthday two days away from mine. Which means he's a Gemini, so you guys gotta be careful, you know, because because there's another Gemini on the loose. Always, every single Gemini I met in my life was uh, somewhat really weird in a weird way, in a really weird way, and I'm I'm one of them, you know. I'm not trying to exclude myself from them. Like I always thought most Gemini's I met were crazy or I didn't like them too much. Um, 
funny because I'm one too. But I, like, it's not like I'm talking about this. Not like I believe in horoscopes that much, you know. But something of something about them, like you know, like ask ask me three years ago about horoscopes. I've been like, yeah, this is the most bullshit shit you can you can talk to me about. But like with after writing the book and how much I focused on how everything aligns itself in this universe automatically in an intelligent way, right? Because like just like just like you can't when you breathe, if you just breathed oxygen on its own, you'd instantly die because your lungs would burn. Oxygen oxidizes and fire when we watch would burn. That's just a fast reaction between oxygen and the fuel. And there's an oxidation process happening and a lot of bonds breaking. So if you breathe pure oxygen, your lungs would burn. And if if the air wasn't almost 70% nitrogen, then you wouldn't be able to breathe. So are you what you is what you're breathing just oxygen or is what you're breathing everything together that lets you breathe? Sure you're using oxygen at the end of the day, but without everything else you can't breathe. Why I'm saying this is because everything happens to be in a state of coexistence with everything else and our state of coexistence is aligned with the universe and the stars and where they are and everything and maybe maybe at one moment in time where the stars are aligned in a certain way that does have an effect on your inner unique combination of what you are i don't know maybe it does maybe it doesn't Uh, but just like the way i see it and how things are aligning themselves and arranging themselves and all of that i can see how something transcendent can come out of a certain alignment but do I have like a solid case to debate that and prove it to everyone completely? Not really, I don't. But uh, <laughs> I have I have another Gemini in my life. Uh, I have I have this uh, small story I want to say. So when when I was when my sister was born ten years before I was born, my uncle gave her my uncle's name was Khalid by the way, same as mine, and he gave her. A blanket and when I was born 10 years later she gave me the blanket and I would have really wanted to give her kid the blanket when he was born and I left the blanket in Jordan but my, my mom can't find it <laughs> my mom can't find the blanket which is uh, I don't know how to feel about this a part of me doesn't care and a part of me really does you know a part of me is this is this is funny because like in most situations in my life right now, a part of me is like super detached and I'm like, okay, that's cool. And a part of me actually, you know, wants to fix this and wants to do something about it. Which is is good, you know. I don't think you should have that high of a level of attachment to anything, but um it, it feels sad sometimes because you don't feel attached too much to to everything and there's something nice about uh, this bonding that you can have with, with someone else or with something, you know, with a feeling or a thought. And I'm, I'm trying not to identify with a lot, but I don't know. It's a weird state. I, I feel like I'm going through a phase right now in my life that I'm not, underst- I don't understand. I'm always going through a phase. <laughs> We're always all going through phases, man. This is, this is nonsense, I tell myself. Really. You know, because soon I, I graduate, I'm still, like, working on a thesis. I'm, I'm going to graduate and that's the like the next step and and I, ha- I like last year i planned out the things that i want to produce this year and i did you know i did release a course i did release the book i did record every week i did like pass my exams in uni so like i i, I did generally what i planned out so far 
while adapting to what's going on and learning and doing. But uh, after I graduate, I really have no plan. I don't know what's happening, like zero. And a part of that is exciting, a part of that is scary, a part of that is a million things, you know. And uh, I just want to find a job and, and, and make some money so I can sustain myself and build a lifestyle for myself that can help me grow in a better way. But who knows if I'll I'll make that happen anytime soon. We'll have to wait and see and just do what we can do, right? So I I made like made a very good CV, got a CV friend friend of mine, he has like the nicest CV, so I just took his template and put my information in and edited it in a bit of a nicer way to fit myself a bit more. Edited my LinkedIn profile, edited everything and now I'm just like trying to apply for jobs and like the first thing you see on my CV is author of understanding intelligence <laughs> and I thought that was just, I thought that was funny as hell you know because you know I just I just created my own shit and I I branded it as my own on my on myself basically because it is it is me you know and I'm using that to increase my my perceived worth uh, in a sense and. I don't know how how people would see that honestly. I don't know how people would see my book honestly. Like that's something I'm really curious about. I want to know what the reader is going through as they read. You know where they think the idea is going. Do they think that an idea went into another idea too quickly, or I didn't explain an idea enough, or I shouldn't have explained this idea at all, or or where they what they expected, how they related to this thing, how they related to that thing. Um, if they actually got something out of it, uh, the style of writing, the mood that it put them in, all of that, all of these things, I'm just curious to to know that, and and you can't know that, you know, I can't get into your brain. I can only imagine, and I can only hear what other people tell me, and imagine from what they tell me how they felt, and try to edit in, in accordance. But uh, yeah, like within the next three four months, I want to have the paperback out. Now I just have the ebook ebook version out. And uh, I want to add like two or three more chapters that go in depth on a few things that I, I went over, but I didn't really get into properly. Things that could really add value to how you understand your framework. I didn't I didn't talk about communication properly. I talked about how communication tries to express itself in a faster way always, like how we communicate through our phones, through public transportation or transportation in general in general. Energy is just trying trying to find easier and better ways to move between one unit and the next. And I want to I wanted to explain communication in a context where you're communicating with people, right? And how you you can only see interpret what I say but you can't really say you can't you can't really listen to my intention itself. You listen to the words I use to describe my intention. And how knowing someone's intention or hearing their intention is a lot more important than hearing their word. That I didn't mention in the book. And I have to throw that in at some point. Uh, but yeah, I'll get it all together. I'll make it happen properly. i just uh, just going to try to put my life together right now. But another point is uh, this kid in my life right now. You know, who knows like what this guy is gonna become. I might have like have an episode six years from now that says, you know, I, I fucking hate this little dude. <laughs> Why is he such a pain in my ass? But 
I think it's it, I think it's funny because I was I was struggling with this concept for a while. Like how I don't feel like I had anything to do with me being uh, me. Even even the decisions that I made for myself, you know, like I I took a lot of responsibility for myself, and I tried to align the things that I could align in my life towards the things things that matter to me, things that I thought were important or things that I didn't think were important, and. Um, when you take that responsibility, sure, that's a decision you make. But everything else in your life was a decision you had nothing to do with. And through all of those decisions coming together, you somehow at some point managed to get to a point where you can make the decision to take responsibility for your life because it is your life and you'll always be in your body. So how much can I attribute to myself that I was born in a family with people that loved me and could take care of me and raise me and and all of that and then I look at this kid and I, I, I like my sisters are sending me pictures and videos of him like laughing or crying and you can see like this this little dude is like just sitting there observing quietly you know just very calm quiet and, and observing and and who knows who, who he'll be but uh, from the outset he has a guy that's you know, 17 countries away, sitting in his room, looking at pictures of him that, that and he's like, I'm recording a podcast episode about the baby <laughs> that never gave me anything, you know, never ever gave me anything or never did anything for me or never anything to me ever. At the same time, I'm willing to do everything for him. And that's, that's not something he chose. That's, he didn't chose, he didn't choose, sorry, having, he didn't choose having a, a mom like my sister, he didn't choose having a dad like my sister's husband, he didn't choose being born in this family, he didn't choose his name, he didn't choose his DNA, he didn't choose, he's not going to choose most of the things that come his way and he uh, things that he absorbs throughout his life growing up, the beliefs, the, the habits his parents have, the community around him and how they laugh together, joke together and all of that. I talk about that in the book too, but uh, you know how you're born in a specifically human way from the outset in an environment that shapes you, your society, and you learn from your society how to function and, and your beliefs get built on that. But through all of that, you still have something in you that, that tells you what you think is interesting or not. And I think that's that's what's different between different people, really, because uh, everyone everyone has different interests. And why why is that? You know, why, why would I listen to a pop song and think, you know, this sucks? And why would someone listen to it and think it's awesome? You know, people are attracted to different things, and what you're attracted to can always change, definitely. But I, I think that from the outset, you know, like when I when I was growing up, I always looked at you know, kids in the in the street trying to be gangster and trying to be cool, and I always looked at them and I thought to myself, I I never want to be like these these kids, you know, dressed how they are or talking like they talk or anything. That just repulsed me a little bit. I didn't want to identify with with being like that. And the reality is, is that you could end up being like that if, if you absorb that and, and you identify with it and you let it be you. But other people can look at that same character, this gangster, cool kid that always wants to get into trouble, thinks he's cool, whatever. And we can, like, you can identify with that and you can, you can become that. But what, what, what in you decided to identify with a certain thing or unidentify with it and push it away what decided what's what's this thing in you that lets you think that I'm, I'm interested in this kind of art and not this kind of art or this type of music or that type of music or this type of sport or that type of sport 
this type of way to say things and that type of way to say things. That's not something we decide either, and that's something that shapes us so much because that's that increases the amount of what we absorb of a certain thing, and then the more we absorb of that, the more that becomes a part of us, and the more I absorb, of, the more that becomes a part of me, the more I'll absorb more of it, and the more it will become a part of me. And then you have this self-reinforcing habit that keeps on. The more you do it, the more it makes you do it more. But then your tastes change and diverse, and you go into different things. So it's always. Uh, it's always interesting to look at that, you know, what interests you, and then, you know, what you think about what interests you. It's not something you consciously decide to think, you know, I don't look at a bottle, I don't, like, let's say if I drink juice and it tastes like shit, I don't tell, I don't control the fact that I want to feel like it tastes like shit. It just does, you know, and most of the time, that's the thing with our thoughts, they just happen. But we think that we're the creator of these thoughts, and we we identify with them too much, and that that's to our self Detriment. I'm gonna Google this word. Detriment. <clears throat> yeah, uh, that's that's for our own detriment that we identify with these thoughts too much, thinking that we created them or we controlled them, but we we didn't. We I we don't control our thoughts in the least. We can try to influence how our thoughts can form themselves and what thoughts we identify with or not. And even that ability to identify and not identify with certain thoughts or intentions or actions, I think those that's also something you can train, but also not something you completely control. It still goes a step backward by aligning yourself in a way that lets you conduct yourself in a way that lets you choose what to identify with or not. So before I was at a point where I could, you know, I'd have a thought coming through my head like doubt, for example, like I want to do something and then I get like doubt in me or this bad feeling. This doubt is, is still just another thought, but the fact that it's it's criti- it's it's a critical thought, it criticizes, it's a, yeah, it criticizes your, your being, it judges. Because of that quality, we think the fact that it judges like that means that it's more more valuable than other thoughts, but it's just another thought. And to to see that like right now i see that like if i get that i'm like okay this is just like any other thought any experience i experience i'd be like yeah this is just like any other experience it's just uh, just representing itself differently to me but uh, you know one thought isn't worth more than another it just matters what what you end up acting out and what i act out is every day is that i i try to develop a lifestyle that lines myself you know with with how i eat and meditation and trying to be kind to myself in my mind, you know, uh, reinforcing good thoughts or working out, being around positive people or good people, uh, absorbing things that, that can enrich me. Doing all of these things together, that's when I feel like I can have the control over my what I choose to identify with or not, not beforehand, not at all. Uh, so even that control comes from a process that you have to live by, and you live by that slowly. And the slow, the more you can, the longer and and more you can. You can, what's the word? You can continue with that process and maintain it. The more you can continue into other processes outside of you. You know, it starts very internally and how you act and, and what you do and you align yourself with your body. And then outside of you, the way you act with everything outside of you, you get you get to align as well. 
So you bring yourself into order, your room into order, and then your house into order, and then your society into order. And even that's just the process. You're maintaining your process with yourself, and then your process with your room, and then your process with your house, and then your process with your house, with your community, your process with your house, with your community, with your society. So it's just this process that's continuing, building up into let's say more complexity because it's it's a higher scope of, of interaction when you're dealing with a society that aligns the society as well but the alignment has to happen at a very small level and because of that if you want to start at a very small level you have to identify with what it is that interests you at that level right and what you want and what you don't want but but when it comes to that too like the amount of noise we have when it comes to that domain of what we want and don't want what we convince ourselves is good for us and what really is and what isn't all of these things, they, they're they hard to see clearly through because a lot of them can be noises we hear from other people of what they think we should do, uh, how they think we should perform, how how they think what they think should interest us. And then you have the things that we're constantly absorbing that aren't totally aligned with who we are, but we absorb them nonetheless. And the more we absorb them, the more they influence how we think or what we perceive. You know, I talked about this uh, in, my, in the online course about happiness. I watched an anime a volleyball anime for like a week you know i finished it in, in a week but like after after the week when i went to the shower or when i walked through the streets or anything all i could think about was volleyball <laughs> you know these these kids were in the school practicing volleyball all the time and they're so damn passionate about it and they're so in it and it was it was nice and i enjoyed it but uh all i could think about later was you know i wish i wish i grew up being a sports player i wish i I would have been a famous sport player by now, and I, I would have never thought these thoughts if I didn't go through through that anime like that, and that that really influenced how I thought for a while. That's what I paid attention to was volleyball and sports and 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 training and 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 being passionate about what you're training and. Uh, so what I absorbed changed what I was paying attention to. Your brain thinks that that's the immediate environment around you and that's the relevant information. And the relevant information around you is what you let yourself pay attention to. And then you pay attention to that and that shapes you. So, yeah, I wonder how this, this little dude, Qais, is going to be shaped. You know, he's going to be born in, in a family. My My sister's friends are going to be around him. My cousins are going to be around him. My... My brother and my sister, my other sister are going to be around him. Everyone's going to be around him. And who knows what he'll identify with and what he'll want to absorb more of. You know, growing up, I used to absorb a lot from my brother and how he acted and how he talked and how he did everything. And a lot of what I am is from the things that interested me and interested me in my brother and that I put in myself. And I didn't consciously think about that. That was just an unconscious process that happened. I was interested. I saw him. I looked up to him. And just by absorbing him passively like that, with open, curious, and clear eyes, I integrated that quality in me. And who knows what this kid is going to be interested in, right? Uh, something bad, something good. Uh, I We just don't know. All I know is that when I'm with him, I'll be with him. I'll be present, and I'll see him for who he is, and I'll listen to him, and I'll play with him, and I'll, you know, have fun. And just by me being me, embodying my being, he'll... If he finds that cool or interesting, he would absorb that. And the more he absorbs that, the more that would shape how he thinks or who he is and all of that. You know, I've been shaped by my uncles and I, t- I talked about that. And um, I've been shaped by a million things. But it's just like, can I really look at, can I really look at 
this little kid that was born and see him as something separate from everything else from the universe too when everything up to this point happened to bring him to exist at this moment it had nothing to do with him he had no control over that nothing that he has was had to do with him everything that he is was given to him it wasn't anything he chose so how how much can i look at him and see him as something separate from everything else and that's what i'm i'm seeing more and more like in the back of my my eyes you know when you close your eyes and you look you look backwards you see this emptiness this darkness that isn't necessarily black but you everything has that that empty quality to it you know if i wanted to imagine if i looked at a door and i wanted to like see what's behind the door you don't see black you see possibility you see empty possibility that's somehow dark at the same time and in a way that's that's the reality to everything it's it's this dark possibility that's manifesting itself at each present moment and we separate ourselves somehow from that but i I don't know, like may, maybe everyone is unique and everyone does have a, like you are unique within your combination and your structure and your arrangement and all of that, 100%. But within that unique uniqueness, you're just a different part of something that's been representing itself in so many different ways from so long ago. And you're just a part of that just as much as everything else. But that's, that's the idea I, I discuss in the book, you know, like energy representing its complexity at every level i when i was done with the book you know, I, I called a friend of mine i told him like you know fuck complexity fuck energy fuck ever like, that happened to me that happened to me with the happiness course you know when i finished the happiness course i was like fuck happiness i don't i don't need that shit i don't want that uh, but I always say it as a joke, you know, I just think it's funny that like when you put yourself into something and you analyze it a lot, but like then I'm always thinking about it. Then like I, I look at something, you know, my friend told me about how um, he his leg broke and he went into the hospital and on the way in the ambulance to the hospital, they were putting his data into, an, into a pad and that pad was connected to connected to the hospital they were going to so that by the time he's there, the hospital has all of the information about him. But how do they access this information from him? They give him a tag on his hand that they scan. And just by scanning this this like barcode, they have instant access to all of his, his files and his data as a patient. So he has this tag on his arm, his, an, an armband, bracelet, and he gets to the hospital. They scan it. They put him in uh, emergency. They fix his leg and they put him. And he's just telling me about how it's crazy that now ambulances are communicating with hospitals and hospitals are communicating within themselves in such a more efficient way. And I, and then like we're on the phone and I tell him, yeah, dude, it's just energy representing itself differently at a different level. <laughs> and he's like, what? Uh, we start laughing, you know, like that's, that's what this did to me. And I started seeing everything as just energy trying to find a better way to move. And if it can continue moving in a better way, then it's going to continue moving in that way. But the second it can't, it's going to find another way to move. And everything that you see is, is a part of that representation. And, you know, who, who knows if I'm just tripping or I'm insane, but that's that's what I'm, that's the trend I'm seeing. And that's why I, I wrote a damn book about it. But, um, yeah, let's see what, uh, what energy is going to represent itself from this little dude born into my life right now. But just like one thing, like I really have to to hold this guy in my arms before I can't hold him anymore, you know, before he's too big. 
I think that's really important. I have to see this dude before he grows up too much. And just before I end this, like my uncle, uh, may he rest in peace, his, his name was Khalid, like I said, he gave my sister the blanket. Then my sister gave me the blanket. So the first time I really remember seeing my uncle, like he saw me when I was a baby, but I didn't remember that. I was four or five when I saw him the the second time. And when he came, my dad, you know, was sitting next to him and he looked at him and he's like, yo, do you know, this this guy is your is my brother. So he's, he's your uncle. And I looked at him and I, I didn't like him. I, I was skeptical of him. and I didn't want anything to do with him. Uh, but then he's like, yo, Khalid, I have something for you. And he gives me this uh, bag, and inside of it there's like this huge galaxy bar. Like it's it's just as big as a 15-inch laptop screen of of just chocolate. And he gave me that, and I was like, "Whoa, chocolate!" And I love chocolate, so I ate chocolate, and I completely just fell in love with him instantly. You know, beforehand, I didn't want anything to do with him, and the second I saw the chocolate, I was like, "Yeah, this guy's my guy. I'm homies with this dude." So I wonder I wonder if I'll do the same thing with my with my nephew now, you know, give him a give him a bar of chocolate or something like when I when I see him. Cuz like kids love gifts and honestly like not like I barely got any gift on my birthday and that's something that really bothered me. Gifts are nice. They it's not about the gift itself. You just see that the person actually cares about you. It's a manifestation of meaning for 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 you and the person. And sure, some people called me, some people texted me, and some people just wrote on on Facebook, and I I just felt somewhat lonely. I have to admit, like lately, I've been I've been feeling lonely, but I I think that's also just the phase I'm going through. And for me, the most important gift was releasing that book on my birthday. That was the most important thing, the most important part. But uh, somehow disappointing how people don't take the time or energy to show that they appreciate you which makes you think do they appreciate me really i'm sure a lot of them do but you know if everyone gave everyone else more gifts i think everyone would just be happier without any cost in total on 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 the society i think that there'd be more value created but um yeah that's uh that was something that i didn't like too much I thought people would get more creative with their gifts or actually show me that they care or something like that. But uh, but then again, you know, like I started building this expectation of, of people giving me something when in reality I shouldn't have built that expectation to begin with. And yeah, that, like that's why it doesn't bother me because whatever, you know, it doesn't change anything really. But uh, yeah, it does does bother me does bother me well cool that's uh that's me for the week and the cool monkey is still chilling there we're pretty good bros now um missed the room and it was nice being with my aunt for a while she really took care of me yeah i love you guys and as always take care